Welcome to the Monument Hunts Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Kimenaugh. Have you ever been hunting for information when planning a trip, but didn't really feel like you had an insider's perspective on what to do and where to go? Well, I certainly have had that feeling. I love my home state of Nebraska and outdoor recreation, and when I can combine those two things together, I reach a stage of peacefulness that is unmatched. On top of that, it brings me a lot of joy when I get to share stories and give tips to folks looking to come experience Nebraska's outdoor recreation opportunities. Through this podcast, our discussions will cover topics of hunting, fishing, camping, and general outdoor recreation throughout all of Nebraska. Please sit back and enjoy today's discussion. Welcome to episode number seven of the Monument Hunts podcast. I'm your host, Josh Kimenaugh. Originally, this podcast was going to be notes from my deer hunt that I recently had in the panhandle. Going to go into a little bit of detail about the public land that I was on for three and a half days. However, based on my encounters and experiences over those three and a half days, I wanted to morph this podcast into more of a discussion about what do you do when you encounter another hunter, an angler, a hiker, somebody who's in the outdoors, what sort of impression are you leaving with that other person and what impression are they leaving with you? But real quick, let's just go ahead and talk about my rifle deer hunt. So for the first three and a half days, I spent out on public land. The public area that I was at was Carter Canyon Ranch in the Panhandle, which is just southwest of Scott's Bluff. This area is part of the Platte River Basin properties in the Panhandle and is accessible to the public. I chose to hunt out here because it was a slightly different area than where I had been in the past, except that I had been there for turkey hunting a couple of years ago. So I got out there late on Monday as my kids had some stuff going on on the weekend that I didn't want to miss. I chose to go out on Monday. Drove Monday morning, got there in the afternoon. So I spent a little bit of time scouting in the afternoon, met another hunter who happened to have a successful evening. Tuesday was a little less successful for me. I didn't see nearly as many animals. I did, however, have a lot more encounters that day with other hunters, which led me to this particular discussion in the podcast. Day three, well, technically day two, second full day. Let's call it that. On the second full day, there was a significant amount of wind, and up on top of the bluffs where this particular property is, The wind was probably a steady 25-30 miles an hour, so there were no animal encounters. I was miserable. I cut my day short and went home. Spent the afternoon resting. It was just miserable. Full day three then, we'd had snow overnight, so I had a lot of really great encounters from tracking and walking several miles through this property. In fact, I got back about three miles from the parking lot, which was really great. It was very peaceful. Nobody else was around, and I was able to follow several sets of tracks, which was was really fantastic. Um, I was also able to find some other wildlife that I thought had been in the area, but wasn't ever sure, so I was able to confirm some of that. So as I mentioned, I had several encounters with other hunters while I was out there. And that's where I want to take this podcast to have a discussion about what we do as hunters when we encounter other hunters. And this can be very important because the impression that we leave with somebody else 
even if it's not another hunter, or it is another hunter, can be very important. This impression may be our one and only opportunity with that particular person. For me, on Monday afternoon when I got out there, I did meet a gentleman, as I mentioned, and I got to spend quite a bit of time with him that day. Initially, however, I really only got to spend just a couple of minutes with him, and I talked with him, kind of found out what he was doing and, and what he'd been doing. And what I did from a perspective of, of an encounter was I discussed with him where he wanted to go, what tools he had available to him. He'd been in the area before, and he had a rough idea. So what I did was I took my Onyx maps and I showed him a couple of areas that I had been in before and I had e-scouted a little bit ahead of time. I pointed him in one direction so I knew where he was going to go and he was happy with it. And I told him where I was going to go in another direction so he knew where I was going to be. This encounter left a positive impression. It left us both really comfortable with the fact that, you know what, we know where this other person is at. So if we find something, we're not worried about, you know, if we're shooting at them or whatever. Not to mention, he was able to have a successful evening. He had never shot a buck before. He had shot several does over the years. He's been hunting for many years, but he's never shot a buck. Well, a young buck happened to walk out, and he was able to get an opportunity at that. Well, that's where my encounter got to continue with this gentleman. After hearing that, I had spooked some deer off. I decided to make my way over towards him, knowing where he was going to be. And when I got there, I was able to talk with him. And he told me, you know, this is his first ever buck. So we went down, looked at it together. I offered to stay there and help him. Now, I didn't get bloody or anything like that, but it never hurts to have another hand when you're out there in the field trying to field dress an animal. He was you know, very gracious that he could do it himself. It was no big deal. And I was like, you know what? At least let me take some pictures for you in the field. That way you've got something with your first buck for some memories. So I did. I took some photos for him. And then I just stayed. I just stayed with the guy while he field dressed. I helped out. I, I was an extra hand for him. So that encounter, I got to spend a lot more time with that person. But as a result of my encounter in the parking lot, I was extremely happy to go and do this with this gentleman, and I was really happy that he was able to have a successful evening and fill a tag and get his very first buck. Well, it was no giant by any means, this thing was a trophy to him, and you could just see the glow in his face that he was able to be successful, and it was really enjoyable to be out there and help him out. So, as another hunter who encountered another hunter, just being a friendly face even if it was just for a couple of minutes, put a really positive experience into a better light. That person was really excited to share with me, even though he didn't know me. He was really happy for the help, even though he really didn't need it. So he said, those things make a huge difference when you're in the field and you run into somebody else. So I don't know if Nathan's a listener or not, but congratulations on an awesome buck and a great experience. Now let's talk about the exact opposite in that situation. So the next day, I was out early. I was the only one at the parking lot, so I was able to go out there, didn't see anybody, and I was able to set up in the morning. 
Well, by the time I decided to start doing some moving and hiking, there still wasn't anybody around. So I wasn't too worried about whether I was going to interrupt somebody's hunt or whatever by bumping a deer that they were watching or whatnot. I had made my way around and decided to come back to the truck to charge my phone because I'd been using it to track where I was. So it was dying and I was able to sit down, dry out my socks because I had sweated on my hike. And in doing so, when I got to the parking lot, I had seen two more vehicles there that weren't there when I started my hike. No idea where they were at. So I sat there, I ate some lunch. Maybe we'll call it brunch, I guess, because it wasn't really lunchtime. But anyway, so I ate some lunch. And while I sat there, charged my phone, I had two ladies who drove up and parked in the parking lot. And knowing that I was going to go back out in the afternoon and do some more looking, I decided to get out and have a conversation with these ladies. And so I got out, asked them how things are going, just having some small chit chat, asked them if they had an idea of where they were going. and let them know like hey i've been set up down here i was planning on going back over here is there you know do you have on x maps or whatever just kind of trying to gauge where they wanted to go and they had some really great information about other areas that they had already been to that day in fact this was the third area they had been to and it was only noon at this point when i met these two ladies so they had really great information about these other two areas they had been to but they were fairly tight-lipped with me about where they wanted to go this afternoon while they were at the Carter Canyon area. Well, that's fine. I I don't need to know exactly where you're going or what you're going to do, but from a safety perspective, I I was like, you know, I just want to make sure that I wasn't going to be in the line of fire or they weren't going to be in my line of fire if we did happen to see something that we wanted to shoot. Like I said, they were just very tight-lipped. They they really didn't want to give a lot of information. So I, I wished them luck, said, you know, have fun. They knew where I was planning on going to. And I went back, finished with the, the charging of my phone and, and eating a, another snack, uh, making sure I was rehydrated. And those two ladies took off and they made a beeline for right where I said I was going to go. I'm like, really? Come on. Like, you know, as somebody who just wants to be out there and enjoy the outdoors, I don't want to ruin somebody else's hunt. And what they did was just make a beeline for my plan. So while I'm fine with making adjustments on the fly, the fact of the matter is, is they knew exactly where I was going, but they didn't care. They just went for it anyways. So I decided, all right, fine, whatever. I'm going to let them walk for a while. And, you know, I don't know if they're going to set up or what exactly their plan was. But I'll let them go. And if they hike for a while, they'll be well out of there and I won't have to worry about it. So by the time I get walking, I'm going to make a line for where I was planning on being in the afternoon. And I'll just keep looking and scanning, as I do for animals anyways. I'll scan the horizon and the trees and and that to see if I see the orange of these two ladies. I I get to an area where 
I'm cresting a hill a little bit. I'm starting to be able to see down into the canyon. And I look off to the south of where I'm at. And lo and behold, at the end of the canyon over there are these two ladies sitting under a tree. Well, as a result, they're sitting within five, six hundred yards of where I was planning on being. And since this is rifle season, that's still a very easy spot to get hit by a bullet. They may be shooting down into a canyon, but the, the fact of the matter is, what if the bullet ricochets or a deer comes high and, and they shoot across canyon, right? Unfortunately, I was like, okay, well, they're there. I'll just make a new plan. Well, the other vehicles that had been in the parking lot in the meantime had showed up before I had taken off, and I got to talk with those guys, and everybody had left. It was no big deal. They were very friendly. They had a ton of great information about what they had seen or the lack thereof of what they had seen because the weather was pretty darn nice. And so it wasn't a big deal with those guys. And in fact, the conversation was really friendly, similar to the day before, but it was a very short conversation and I never saw them again. These ladies, they were in an area where I was planning on being. They they set up, so I decided, you know what, if they're going to be there, I'm just going to turn and I'm going to go to another canyon over and I'm just going to do a quick hike. It's going to be maybe a mile and a half down, something like that. So I'll make maybe a two and a half, three mile loop. So in doing so, I I moved and, and unfortunately it was midday. It was still a little early to see animals up and moving around. So I knew if if I saw anything, it would be I either bumped them out of their bed because I got close to them and they heard me or saw me, or the wind would swirl and it would go towards them and they would they would get up and I would bump them, quote unquote bump them, and they might get up and, and move off. And so I knew it was a risk, but I thought, you know what, I, I need to make an adjustment. I got to do something different here so that I'm not in the direct line of fire of these other hunters. Well, for me, it was frustrating as an outdoorsman to try and have a friendly conversation, make sure that things are safe for everybody involved, and that nobody was having a bad experience in the field. As a result of the lack of communication from these two, it made my day a little frustrating. They clearly saw me as I crested the hill and I had to turn and make a uh, a change in direction. They saw me and I was visible to them for off and on for quite a while before I was completely out of sight. And as I walked, turns out they ended up getting up and moving as well. Now, whether that was because they saw me and thought I was in the area and that I was maybe too close or whatever, I don't know. Because the fact of the matter is, I saw them again, but they never talked to me again. In fact, what happened was on my loop, they had gone and they had went to another canyon altogether. And I was like, okay, cool, they're, they're gone. I can come back to where I was and I can sit and watch this canyon that I was planning on watching in the evening. Well, I'm sitting there and here they come over the hill, down the canyon, right down below me. And they walked within 
75 yards of where I was set up, and they saw me the entire time. They walked through this canyon. In fact, they walked down the canyon, followed a cattle trail, because there were cattle out there, walked down through the bottom of the canyon, back up this cattle trail, and like I said, they were just 75 yards to my right. They saw me the entire time. I waved at them, they waved back at me, but we never spoke again. So I was frustrated once again because my hunt was interrupted. And if we had just had a little better communication up front, this probably wouldn't have happened. So there are two opposite experiences within 24 hours of my hunt. And this is why the podcast morphed from a detailed conversation about the public land area to more of a conversation about how do we deal with other folks in the field. So here are my takeaways. If you encounter somebody in a parking lot, take three minutes. That's all you need. Three minutes. Introduce yourself. Ask them how things are going. And then talk about what's your game plan for the day, where you want to go. And if you have conflicts, be like, hey, you know, I was planning on going there. Do you have a backup plan? I have a backup plan. So, you know, maybe I'll go over here. Have a conversation for three minutes, maybe five. Maybe you really connect with somebody and you just talk for a long time. But three minutes of time will save you an absolute ton of heartache in the field versus being really tight-lipped about what your current plan is, but being really loose-lipped about where you've been and what you've done. It's much more enjoyable for everybody involved if you just take the time to break it down and say, look, we're all out here for the same reason, so why not make sure that I'm safe, you're safe, you have a good experience, I have a good experience, and we don't cause each other problems while we're out there. This can go for anybody. If you're an angler and you meet somebody at the dock, talk to them. What's your plan? What Have you been out? What, what kind of success have you had over the last few days? Have a three to five minute conversation with somebody and it will make all the difference in the world when it comes to your experience. Because if you look at somebody and you go, man, I told them where I was going, but they wouldn't tell me where they were going. You don't know what to do. All you can do is sit there and wait and hope that what they do doesn't mess up what you were doing. And you got to either figure it out or go with plan B, C, D, E, whatever the plan number may be. So have that conversation. Make sure everybody is happy at the end of the day. Like I said, I love hunting the western part of the state and I love encountering other folks in the field. So if you're out there and you encounter me, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to see what's going on because I want to be happy. I want you to be happy and I want everybody to be successful. Well, I want to thank you for listening. I hope that you got something out of today's episode. If you have any questions, as always, you can reach out to me on the Monument Hunts Facebook page and you can either message me there. You can find me on Instagram at monument underscore hunts, or you can email me at monument.hunts at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and until next time, stay safe out there.